Welcome back to the Joshua Shaw audio experience. Firstly, thank you for giving me a bit of your attention. I'm honored you trusted me with it, and I promise to return the favor by giving you a ton of edutainment value back. In my newest podcast episode, I'll update you on how the largest convenient nutrition brand performed this quarter. But before we get started, I would love if you took 48 seconds out of your day to leave a rating review on whichever podcasting platform you're currently listening to. This helps me out immensely in terms of extending the reach of my podcast, but more importantly, allows me to make improvements based on your feedback. Thank you again. Now enjoy my newest podcast episode. After another insanely positive quarterly performance, Premier Protein is now the number one brand in convenient nutrition, but it's... A recent under-the-radar partnership announcement that has me thinking about a previous kind of bold prediction I made in early 2021. I'll provide further details on what I meant in an introductory statement a bit later in this content, but on August 7th, 2023, Bellring Brands updated the public markets by releasing its fiscal 2023 quarter three earnings report that covered the period ending June 30th, 2023. I'll be utilizing that financial information along with the earnings call commentary and any kind of publicly relevant disclosed news to obviously update you on the recent performance of the brands in that portfolio, but also use it as the backdrop to discuss market insights within the active nutrition formats of liquids and powders. But that being said, let's kind of start with some top line revenue numbers. Net sales for Bellring Brands this quarter was $445.9 million. That was up 20.3% year over year which is comprised of positive 11% in pricing and 9.3% increase in volume. If you are looking at a quarter-over-quarter sequential basis, Bellring Brands also saw its revenue grow 15.6%. Looking at the sales by brand, Premier Protein had net sales that were up 19.9% year-over-year. This is coming from a substantial price increase, but the brand's volumes were also up 9.7% year-over-year. If we isolate just the Premier Protein RTDs activity, that product category had net sales that were up 19.1% year over year. Again, from strong pricing increases, but the RTDs also had volumes that were up 10%. Looking at Diamantized Nutrition, that brand had net sales that were up 32.3% year over year. This was driven by a volume growth of 46.4%, which was partially offset by a 14.1% decrease in pricing. That insane volume growth was driven by distribution gains, organic growth, and lapping temporary price elasticities from the previous year. Bellring Brands has also mostly like kind of hidden the quarterly performance of the other category, which is basically power bar brand at this point, mostly because the sales have become immaterial to the portfolio. In the current quarter, that other category did $14.7 million, which was up 6% year over year. But I want to shift this content into two deep dives, and I'll start with the Premier Protein RTD shakes before moving on to the diamondized protein powders. Overall, the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth during the last three plus years compared to historical rates. This effect did start to fade from April to September of 2022, but has now roared back at the end of 2022 and into 2023 to three to four times the historical average in the category. During this time period, the brand has faced an episodic combination of capacity constraints, strong comparatives, little to no trade promotions, and a voluntary product recall. But Premier Protein has been able to overcome each at, frankly, an insanely efficient rate. Premier Protein is honestly like if you mashed all of the superhero powers together. 
the club channel, which is by far the biggest sales channel for Premier Protein RTDs, was up 19.3% this quarter. The brand's second and third biggest channels of mass retail and grocery were up in even more impressive, 46.1% and 28.1% year-over-year, respectively. Premier Protein also saw its e-commerce revenue shoot up this quarter so much so that it was enough to pull up the last 52-week comparative basis into the positive. Overall, consumption trends for both tracked and untracked channels for Premier Protein RTDs were up 26.8% year-over-year, which was another quarter-over-quarter improvement that helped improve the last 52-week consumption trend from up mid-single digits last quarter to now up 13.3%. Consumption was in line with shipments in the quarter on improved retailer stock positions. This, along with having all of the flavors back in production, has helped total distribution points reach all-time highs for the brand this quarter. Leadership did note that while retailers are getting back to normalized inventory levels, internal inventory will continue to be tight into 2024. Household penetration for the entire Premier Protein brand is at 15%, which has fallen from the high in calendar year 2021, but was up again from last quarter. This overall softening of brand household penetration could stem from deal-seeking buyers temporarily exiting due to lack of promotions. It's important to note that Premier Protein does still lead the category in household penetration. Premier Protein market share spiked 1.3 percentage points from last quarter, reaching 20.4% of total RTD liquids category of convenient nutrition. With the full range of flavors and promotional activity returning, the brand should see that market share climb back up even more. Just a quick note on a few different Premier Protein formats, while not a material impact to the business yet, licensing efforts in the frozen pancakes and cereal did help prove the brand has power beyond the healthy living sets within retailers. Additionally, Premier Protein powder SKUs are growing at an astounding 85% year-over-year and seem to be both incremental to RTD shake sales and beneficial towards overall household penetration. That's a good transition to now shifting into content towards those diamondized nutrition protein powders. And just like the RTD liquid subcategory of convenient nutrition has shown extremely strong growth over the last few years, the same thing is happening to the ready-to-mix powder subcategory. That categorical growth is a strong propellant for the Diamondized brand that has seen huge consumption gains across almost all of its sales channels over the last 13 weeks and is now the top-selling or second-ranked performance protein brand in most of its key retailers. Mass retail was up 72%, grocery was up 70%, e-commerce was up 37%, and club got back into growth mode at 43%. If you remember from previous Bell Ring Brands quarterly content, Diamondized had a wholesale club partner push back on price increases last year and subsequently dropped the brand, but then changed their mind after all protein powder brands had to increase prices. Diamondized was the number one item in that club account set for powder, so it was a temporary discontinuation that has now obviously been remedied. The only blemish comes from the specialty channel, and that might be shocking for you old school sports nutrition industry professionals that remember Diamondized from decades ago, but The big commercial opportunity has shifted and the brand rightfully adapted its sales channel strategies. So I fully expect that specialty will continue to struggle from a comparative standpoint into the future. But overall, even with the brand facing some very strong comparable numbers from throughout calendar year 2022, 
Total dollar consumption sales of diamond ties in tracked and untracked channels still grew this quarter at an impressive 38.6% and 29.9% for the last 52 weeks. Powders are becoming more mainstream, and category proliferation has created an environment where more consumers are purchasing performance nutrition position products at grocery stores and mass retailers. Additionally, Diamond Ties invested in broader media for the first time in the brand's history, which helped its flagship ISO 100 product grow 30% compared to the period before starting this marketing strategy. These are central reasons why total distribution points and all commodity volume percentage for Diamond Ties are at all-time highs for the brand. But let's shift into a quick Bellring Brands operational update. Firstly, gross profit margin in the quarter was 30.5% of net sales, which was down 190 basis points year over year, but was up 10 basis points on a sequential quarter over quarter basis. This year over year lowering of gross margins can be attributed to input cost inflation and higher promotional activity. Good news is that with protein costs continuing to fall swiftly, both Premier Protein and Diamond Ties will start seeing some margin expansion. That being said, Leadership reaffirmed that this will rightfully be reallocated to starting marketing and promotional spends, which were put on hold so to not worsen the supply constraint problem that started to clear up now. That's probably a good transition to talk about what I was mentioning in that introductory statement. Back in February 2021, I made a bold prediction about the size of the Bellring Brands portfolio in 2025. If we look at what Bellring Brands portfolio could look like in 2025, I really think it sets up like this. You have Premier Protein, that's still the biggest brand in their portfolio. I think that's going to be about a $2 billion brand in 2025. I think at that point, then you do have two M&A acquisitions that they're going to kind of slot into there. I think the first one would be somewhere around that $500 million range in revenue. That's going to be of a plant-based type brand. And then I think you're going to have a second brand that's going to be somewhere around that $300, $350 million brand. I think that's probably going to be a food better for you or functional food that maybe has the opportunity to come a platform brand similar to Premier Protein, but that has more of a niche kind of customer base. They could also go after somebody that has like a breakfast kind of occasion leaning portfolio of products, maybe even something like a Kodiak Cakes could work out for them there. I think breakfast really makes sense because their owner still post holdings has a really strong understanding of the breakfast occasion. But that also means that post holdings would have to give up that acquisition for themselves. They might be greedy. They might want that one for themselves. And then I think the fourth biggest brand in that portfolio will be Diamondized Nutrition in 2025, which will be around that $200 million revenue range. Firstly, I obviously underestimated the Diamondized growth story because they've already blown past that $200 million revenue number. Similarly, that growth has allowed them to shift mergers and acquisitions needs from must have to nice to have. And instead, they've launched product offerings in breakfast and plant-based to kind of fill some of those short-term product gaps. But what I really wanted to bring up is that Premier Protein prediction of becoming a $2 billion brand in 2025. When I made that prediction, Premier Protein wasn't even a billion-dollar brand yet. And then in late 2021 and then into 2022, and even some this year, as I noted earlier, Premier Protein had to overcome a collection of headwinds that might have made you wrongfully think my crystal ball was broken. None of those headwinds, though, were bigger than the manufacturing capacity constraints around aseptic processing to produce RTD shakes. But a recent announcement by Bellring Brands should have you seeing the same future as me now. 
I've talked about this extensively in previous content, but the company has a plan they are executing on for additional supply, which included adding capacity to existing co-manufacturing network, expanding the co-manufacturing network, and even having the former Big Papa Post Holdings build them an aseptic processing facility to produce RTD shakes. That recent announcement was around a successful expansion of the co-manufacturing network in May 2023, another publicly traded company, Sunopta, began manufacturing Premier's Protein's 330 milliliter Tetra Pak carton protein shakes. This is like their main SKU in its new facility outside of Dallas. With plants in California, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, and Texas, Sunopta's aseptic facilities create a competitive advantage diamond-shaped national distribution network, helping to reduce more than 15 million freight miles annually for Premier Protein. So you might be thinking, why is this important? And how does a billion dollar plus RTD Shake product line that's already the market leader grow hundreds of millions more each year to reach $2 billion in 2025? A few points to kind of make here. Firstly, this additional manufacturing capacity helps them keep their full lineup of flavors on shelf. And more SKUs per store and larger kind of TDPs overall generally equal higher sales. Secondly, delivering products more efficiently will create cost savings that can be reallocated back into growth activities like marketing. Thirdly, the additional capacity will speed up the company's backstock replenishment again, which gives the sales and marketing teams more confidence to get aggressive on growth activities that increase velocity in the short term. And then finally, more manufacturing capacity allows for innovation aggressiveness when format would be the same as their top sellers. What I mean here is that if Premier Protein had a new plant-based protein RTD innovation, they believe is really a winner, but really there was no capacity for their already winning proven products, they would be gun-shy on launching that. So as you can see, there's still a lot more upside in the brand. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. If you have any comments or questions about anything I discussed during it, open the podcast episode notes and click on any of my social media account links to reach out to me directly. 